0: Welcome to Discussions of Music, Healing and Consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in season two, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests. Going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. Okay, so here we are. Here we are today with. Um And we're going to play this whole song, but let's do the hypothesis first. So here we are today with John Lennon's Imagine, which is, you know, supposed to be 528 hertz, you know, the love frequency and all of that. And it does, you know, 528 hertz does great things with water, like as Chris has talked talked about before, Dr. Emoto's.
1: Emoto, Emoto. Emoto, whatever
0: his ice. And so what we want to do today is we want to offer you, why don't you say it? Why We want to offer a new idea about this song.
1: We have a hypothesis, everybody. <laughs> we have a, uh, we have a, we have a theory here that, you know, the song Imagine, although when you look on, on the web and on, and on a lot of spiritual um, maybe uh, networks and things like that, they'll use the song Imagine as a great example of uh song or music that is at least from what I've seen, it says it's kind of like tuned to the frequency of love, which is a, 528 hertz however we're going to be presenting today what we have discovered through and by we mostly what bill has been experimenting with with that song and with those frequencies and what we have found kind of contradicts a little bit what we've been told in the spiritual community and at the same time we've also found some amazing stuff that reinforces the power of the song imagine and why the song imagines still forms these symmetrical, beautiful crystals in water, which we do know through the doctor Emoto experiments. So this is all we're going to walk you through the experiment and the hypothesis, and we'll give you our conclusion uh, at the end. But it's 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 a, it's a very interesting process that I didn't even understand was a thing with this song was a reality. So yeah, thanks for the research, Bill. Our our mad scientist Bill Prospin <laughs> is going to take us away uh, on this experiment.
0: Oh man. This has been bugging me, as you know, the whole frequency has been bugging me. Um, I guess what I'd like to offer right up front is that, you know, 528 hertz is not that far away from the normal, I'm saying normal here, way that we tune to the C above middle C. Uh, C above middle C, and by the way, you're hearing me kind of funny, everybody, but that's okay, so we can bring all this music in. So here's the C above middle C, right? It's a nice sounding note. Um, And and imagine is written, you know, the score, the music, is written down in the key of C. Uh, If you were to listen to it, you would hear it, if you had perfect pitch, as being in C, right? 523 hertz. It's 5 hertz less than 528 hertz. Now, to demonstrate that, here's 528 hertz, played by a tone generator. So there's that nice, pretty close, and here's the keyboard at the same time. And if you have headphones on and you're listening to this, what you will hear as I hit the note C is a 5 hertz binaural beat, right? Wah, 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 wah. And that means there are five uh, vibrations of that binaural beat per second. This is how piano tuners tune pianos, right? So rather than try to rearrange everything into 528 hertz here, which you can do with online tools, we're going to use an actual recording of, uh, a remastered in 2010, of John Lennon's beat and the Beatles doing Imagine, and we're going to show the score at the same time so that you can see what's actually happening in the music as this happens. Now, keep in mind that this C above middle C is 528 or 523 hertz. The average ear won't be able to help hear em you know, tell them apart unless you were tune in, in advance, but since everything that we're doing isn't tuned to 528 right now and that's not our point anyhow, we want to show you how this looks and how it sounds at the same time. So, um, wonder of technology here. Let us do what we can do. I'm going to share the image of Imagine, the, sco- the simple score, as we go through and play it so you'll be able to see what's happening here. So, um, here we go in um, Three, two, one. 2, 1. Here's Imagine. There's the introduction. Here's John coming in.
1: Imagine there's no heaven.
0: Sorry, guys, I'm getting the... He sings it down an octave.
1: if you try
0: cracking on this
1: no hell below us above us only sky imagine all the people living for today
0: okay so there's the first verse so far and John's been singing down here at this range. Okay, is he hits a C once, but he doesn't hit the C that's 528. That's up here, and John's singing down here, right? Everybody good so far? Okay, let's continue. Second verse.
1: There's no
0: okay, there's strings now, right? Can you hear them? The strings are up here. There's a... There's above middle C, and there's an A above middle C. Not 528 yet, but it's close. I know okay, here we go to the bridge.
1: Imagine there
0: it is! The, the strings are playing as uh, 528 hertz. Hundred and twenty-eight.
1: Imagine no
0: okay. possession. Let's go back, last verse.
1: I wonder if you can. No need for greed,
0: no hunger a brotherhood
1: of man.
0: Okay, here come the strikes again. want to show next this thing now remember those strings they were playing yeah. that 528 up there John's singing down here strings are echoing him an octave higher at 528 Hertz this little thing right here is audacity which you can get online and play with this is a frequency map of every frequency that is in um, imagine that we just listened to all right I'll back it off a little bit so you can see how it works here but this is a movie that I made just scanning through the whole frequency range see at 487 down there it's counting up 517 527 I'm gonna come back to 528 in a second in that little range right in there there's a peak right about where the cursor is right now here that tall peak is 528 Hertz and so the taller the peak the more present the frequency in the recording if that makes any sense And there's lots of frequencies, from one hertz, so you can't even hear it, all the way up to, like, you know, just about 8,000 hertz. Here's 528, right there where the X is right now. That's the big deal frequency that everybody's talking about, the love frequency. And look how much of the song it is. It's this tiny little slice, people. This tiny little slice of Imagine is 528 hertz. So, and this is the question that Chris and I have for y'all. It's like so. What's the deal here? If that's how much of imagine is five hundred twenty eight hertz, what else is going on that makes this song so powerful?
1: That's what it is. <clears throat> and Bill, I mean, if you want to just give me screen sharing for a second or co host me, uh, yeah, I can absolutely. show the I can show the audience just what Dr. Emoto's water experiments um, have have shown. And most, I'm sure, lots of you listening and watching maybe have already know about Dr. Emoto's research, but if you don't, take a look at this. So I just pulled up an image here. And this is the Dr. Emoto's water experiment. We have Imagine by John Lennon on the left and then a heavy metal song just to show more, you know, if, uh well, this is going to kind of illustrate perhaps one of our main conclusions or one of our main theories here, which is what if instead of the frequency being the most important thing, or even this, how about this? As well as the frequency being very important, because we do know that certain frequencies do have important um, attributes and things that happen to us when we feel them, listen to them, observe them, whatever. So we're not taking away from that. However, when we analyze, when Bill analyzed Imagine, I mean, we barely see 528. Uh, It comes up just once in the whole song from these strings. It's not like it's tuned to that frequency. It's not not like it's constantly like some solfeggio uh songs you might listen to online have that frequency happening the whole time throughout the song that's not happening in imagine so where's this 528 love frequency well what about the intention of the song imagine right there what did, what did john lennon what did he really want with that song well he wanted to unite humanity he wanted to imagine a better world for humanity so that is that was his intention and as you can see here in the image it comes out as this crystalline, beautiful snowflake image, showing that there's symmetries, showing that there's, when you see something vibrationally come out so symmetrical, it means it's in harmony. It means it is in a love-based frequency. So we see Dr. Emoto's photograph of Imagine. We see that it's resonating in a way that looks like this love frequency. However, there's no 528 Hertz in there. So what's the conclusion? Well, for me personally, and I want to hear Bill's thoughts on this too, it's just like, I think it's the intention. I think it's what John intended the song to be, and that is the outcome that we feel. It's why it's so popular. It's why it's so united. It's why every Peace Rally I've ever seen or been to, it's always a song that's played. It's it's a universal, because I feel personally because of John Lennon's intention behind the song. What do, what do you think about that, Bill? And I'll stop I, the street I think you're right
0: on it. There, there's so much uh, that we can experience about Imagine that is way outside the realm of what frequencies happen to be in the song. Um, and we call that intention. And, and I'm, a, I'm a really big believer in intention. If only because my own experience with it indicates that the, the purpose that you bring to a song has so much more in it than any of the minutia of the song. How many times you use 528 hertz in Imagine, you could probably count that up you know, and and measure it and say, I use 528 hertz this many times, but I use middle C, which is a different frequency altogether, this many times. It's, you know, middle C is way more populous in that song than the C above middle C, but that wouldn't be the point, right? And then we can talk about whether it's in 528 or 523 hertz, you know, and the tuning is 432 or 440, and I don't know, does Dr. Emoto... um, reveal to us which version of Imagine he used, one that was tuned to 523 or 528? Does it matter? You know, I think that this intention thing, Chris, that you've pointed out is is way more important than the technical details. It's like looking at a map and trying to get all like focused in on the lines on the map and what color they are versus the journey of getting from here to Vancouver or whatever,
1: right? I, I think you're bang on and i'll add in though it's like i think these are all tools to incorporate into let's say um, intentional music or or functional music of course it's like it's it all matters you know it's still tuning to like what would imagine be like if it was tuned to 432 hertz it might just enhance more of what is already being put out there through the intention of the song yeah so it's more just it's it's also a question or a Perhaps a, a situation of just where all we're seeing is this array of uh, approaches and tools and techniques we can use to bring healing, to bring insights and and enhance our lives through sound and vibration and music, as well as just, well, what does a great song do to everyone? It transports you somewhere, It makes you feel these, these amazing things. And yes. it doesn't matter what the tuning is uh, at that point. It's all about the song. It's all about the intention. It's all about how it resonates with you. And all the frequency stuff is going to do is just going to enhance perhaps that initial intention. Yeah, sure, Maybe that's, it, it you supports
0: know. your understanding. I mean, and so levels of consciousness here, we got to talk about this because there are certain kinds of people, not right or wrong, no judgment here, who need the science yeah. to be able to understand the journey. They need to know the colors of the lines on the map. You know. And, and it's more important that they're on a line that's, that's colored blue than colored red. There are other people in the same car who are going to be looking outside and admiring the scenery. And they don't care what color the road, the, the, the map line is that you're following. They're about the beauty of the forest that's surrounding you or whatever it is. It's all the same experience. Your perception of it is enhanced by your understanding, right? And there's no good, bad, better, best, whatever. It's not that. It's just whatever helps you hold hold on to the thing is gonna be important for you. Doesn't mean it's the only way, it just means that that's important.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's like the, when I'm writing music, you know, when I'm playing like my dance music, for example, I, no one really, I think, cares of what my tuning is, you know, at the end of the day, all I'm doing is I'm tuning it to 432 hertz because I know that it does have an effect but at the end of the day, I'm still a composer. I'm still a musician, first and foremost. And it's like I, I, you know, the most important thing is the intention of the song, is the journey and the message that we want to put the listener through, the audience through. That's always number one. And then these other things like the binaural beats you can put in, or the solfeggio frequencies, or the tunings, and etc. That's all important. And it's also probably not as important as that initial intention. I, I feel like right. that's the foundation. And then all these other cool and important and effective um uh, tools, let's say, are also a part of it. But they're, I would argue, maybe they're not the foundation. They're not you the foundation. Know? I mean, with maybe some small exceptions.
0: Look at the words in this amazing song.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, it's kind of obvious to anyone who reads the words that in order to get from wherever we are right now to the vision that John has for us requires one really important skill imagination yeah it doesn't say understand you know if, if john were to sing imagine all the people as if everyone were in 528 hertz right now it would all be fine <laughs> you're
1: gonna, <laughs> lose uh, <laughs> gonna lose some people we're gonna
0: lose people right but he left it open to what our imagination right imagine this possibility right that is huge that's that's way more powerful for me anyway then even what key the song is. The song could be played in any key. And often, you know, as a piano player, when I have to accompany someone who can't sing it in the key of C, they ask for a different key. Is the song any less powerful? No, it's the word, right? It's the the message, if you will, of the song. So there's that. And then, you know, as as musicians, we like to analyze theory and, and all of that. And this song has a beautiful arc to it that John only repeats twice, which is really interesting to me. He's got three verses, but he only repeats the entire arc of the song, you know, where it goes into the bridge and then circles that, back and doesn't. The, the only people repeats...
1: say I'm a dreamer. Yeah, the people that say or,
0: yeah. I'm a dreamer. So there's that there's that sort of lower part. Imagine da da, da da da, and then it goes up to a higher range. Yeah. And stretches us that way and then falls back and then it repeats the whole thing one more time. Um, instead of the rule of three, he gives us a rule of two. Yeah which is really kind of unsettling because, you know, three-fifths of the song is the first arc, and then you only get the second arc in the the last two-fifths. Slightly out of balance, but it's intentional. Now, does John know that he's doing that when he's writing Imagine? You know, and and constructing the chords and the melody that lead us in that way? Who knows, right? It's not around. We can't ask. I don't know if he has any notes on it. Doesn't matter, really, but it works. It's such an incredible device because it pushes us right to a place... Where we want something, and instead of getting anything else, it falls back, and we start over again with the third verse. And then he takes us all the way to the end, finally.
1: It's like, um, it's again showing these, there's all these other tools. So we've talked about on so many episodes all about frequency, tuning, binaural beats, solfeggio, et cetera. And at the same time, now we're getting into things called songwriting theory, you know, yeah, and just yeah. basic music theory. And not to make it, you know, too dull for the listening audience here. It's more just that we're looking at the idea of what makes um, a great song, as as the actual process of writing a song versus what makes this piece of music so healing. Well, it's obviously these frequencies doing this and that. It's like okay, that is also true. And in this particular episode, you know, we're breaking down. It seems like a different aspect of music, which is the intentionality, yes. the message, and the storytelling. I would say. Yeah, it's how you. it's like I look at it with my background in film. I look at the way we're breaking down the song It's the same way you break down a script. It's a story. You know, what's the character arc? Each scene has its own arc within the full spectrum of of the arc of the entire story of the entire film. Um, And there's and it's the same with song. The song has its own unique kind of arc and that has a significance to it, it. And it plays on our emotions. And it's all part of the storytelling journey of the song. Imagine right with the message. So it's it's such a powerful song for, for these more, I feel like, fundamental reasons than it is oh, yeah. because it supposedly resonates at this 528 hertz, which we just debunked, basically. It doesn't.
0: Well, or, or hey, great, cool. And, you know, the, the the story arc that you're talking about, the character arc, I mean, can you see how John goes first? You know, imagine there's no heaven, no hell. It's like this huge vision. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, imagine there's no countries. It comes down a little closer to home, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally, the very last verse, um, imagine there's no possessions, no hunger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's come home. It's really come home. And how easy it is to imagine no heaven or hell. Um, and then it isn't hard to imagine no countries. But when he finally gets down to imagine no possessions, no greed, no hunger, he says, I wonder if you can. Right? I love that. And all the, it's like all, all of a sudden it's about me.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: right, so it's gone from this giant vision down to Bill. I wonder if you can, and it and it's a challenge, right? Mm. And um, if that isn't enough to grab you, you know, that just it just it just wrenches your heart right there.
1: It's I mean it's so beautiful. I I just saw a quote as I pulled up that image of the Dr. Emoto, um water with with the Imagine song. I'm seeing on this there's a quote uh, that says from John Lennon, he says, reality leaves a lot to the imagination.
0: <laughs> Perfect, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And that's what I think he's also doing with the song is he's leaving it up to our imagination, hence the title of the song as well. It's it's, meta, it's very meta, right? There's a lot of very layers meta. to to this. Uh, it's fun to break it down like in a, in this kind of way because we usually get really into the technical and into the frequencies of everything. It's, it's nice to kind of look at something where, you know, art in general, art is all about ex- expressing feelings and and a, and a message of some kind and we were saying I think in some other episodes like art is kind of the one of the best tools to explain the ineffable the things that we can't even put towards per se right. it can be better communicated through forms of art and it really is like art is this avenue for our imagination to imagine anything that we want and then kind of bring it into our reality through the vehicle of art and that's why it's kind of nice to actually go through a song like this and just see like why is it so great and so clearly universal
0: what makes this work
1: what really makes it work and and we're seeing something a bit more in a way a bit more complex or a bit more nuanced it's uh it really comes into the human element of it not the almost in a way kind of not robotic but the scientific analytical pers- perspective versus you know, there's a humanness to this, and I think that's more of the answers to why is it so effective, why is it so great. Well, I don't know if we can really fully know that, other than it's it's all coming down to that intention that John intention. put into the song and and his gifted, you know, ability as a songwriter.
0: Let's talk about one aspect of science here for a second, and that's observer bias. Uh, I don't know how uh, Dr. Emoto conducted his experiments. But here's the thing about observer bias and, and imagine. If the message of imagine is essentially to invite us to an intention that we might not have had before, and we have that intention, and we do the song, and it feels like it does, that it, that's ineffable, that we can't describe, and it starts to have the result that we anticipated in our intention are we going to stand around on observer bias and say, well, that's only because you wanted it, that it happened.
1: It's tricky, right? Cause it's also, that's the basics of quantum mechanics. Quantum physics right. tells, tells us exactly that everything in our entire reality is based on a perspective. You know, everything in our physical reality is forming itself to our perception. Um, whether, you know, on the smallest level, does this, does this turn to a particle or does it turn into a wave? Well, that's all dictated on us, the observer um, seeing this. So yeah, it's it's uh interesting paradox almost or this does kind it of though? it really is, right? You're like, well, my brains kind of feels like it's doing bench bench presses right now trying to come up with like, well, what's the solid answer to this? I don't think there really I, is I think there
0: is I think that we're asking the wrong question perhaps. but by bringing observer bias into the room, Uh, we acknowledge that there is some science in this, and potentially that if the frequency is that important, and we have to, quote, get it right in order to have the effect, doesn't that essentially sort of also prove our whole hypothesis, hypothesis here? In other words, if it works at 528 hertz, and it doesn't work at 523, then we can say, that observer bias doesn't matter. But it works at both frequencies and probably at others as well. I mean, if you're playing for somebody who sings it in G or F or B flat or whatever, it's gonna work just fine. So what is the point of observer bias if the song is gonna work anyhow, right?
1: Well, also this gets into like the kind of dicey area of, of the health industry where it's like, why don't we just use the placebo effect for everything in medicine (laughs) really though right right if if the doctors just switched all of a sudden on a dime and these are doctors like again we have uh, especially in western culture we have like a god complex with our doctors like we believe everything there's they call it like the white coat phenomenon or something i've heard there's there's a whole thing behind it like if there's anyone going to tell us something that we'll believe it's from a doctor uh and if they just came to you and started saying like whatever you had wrong with you, they said, yeah, you're cured of it. You're done. You're good. You're fine. Whether that's true or not, they would just come to you and say that. How many people do you think would actually become cured with whatever they have going on just because of that observer bias situation where they're, they're in full belief, they're in full belief that that's true. Well, the doctor said it, so it must be true. Right. So now you're,
0: I come from a tradition of spiritual healing. So, uh, my answer is going to be a little bit different. There'd probably be a lot of people who'd respond positively to that.
1: Yes, exactly. Right. And, 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 and again, I'm just giving the example as like the doctor um, giving, I'm just, but I guess like the point is, is if you believe it fully, um, is that not always going to be the reality that you then get? Like if you're going into a metal concert, thinking that you're going to have a spiritual experience that, takes you into these levels of love, and that's probably what's gonna happen. And it does. I mean, we have research,
0: we have actual research, you know, and, and maybe the music is disruptive to the formation of ice crystals, but I know metal bands, I mean, personally, know people who play metal music who are some of the most spiritual people I've ever met, Buddhists and, you know, like, these are incredible people whose form of expression whose form of imagining if you will mm-hmm. uh, comes through in a completely different musical experience than the one that John gave us with imagine
1: i had a friend who just came back from a, a metal concert the other day in new york and uh was texting me just how much of an amazing time he had and he you know he got to meet the band and his friends were there he was like he was fighting to get to the front row it was this whole it was an adventure it was a whole yeah beautiful night out for him and uh it it sounded like a kind of a pretty special one like it was something he hasn't he hasn't really experienced before and it was it was just a all-around positive amazing he's not even the kind of guy that is super into metal and uh yet was just having the best time ever at this at this concert and yeah i think it it really it's it's i think both matter i think it's i think we're proving almost in a way like both The science of the frequencies and everything are real. And, oh,
0: yeah, obviously, we saw the chart, right? They're there. Yeah.
1: Well, we know Bill gets knocked out with 40 hertz all the time. No problem. Yep. Yep. No problem, man. Bring him to sleep. You know, so we know this is like a thing. And at the same time, we're also acknowledging that if anything is equal or if not more important, it's the intention slash, I guess, the perspective of the listener, of the audience mem- member. It's the observer bias. is is so, so important and, and certainly something you can't discredit.
0: I recognize that people have a choice, you know, listening to music. And I suspect that for everyone who's hearing us right now, that that choice is influenced by whether or not the music you choose aligns with your intention. And if it does, it's more powerful for you. It helps, of course, if you have some clarity about your intention before you align with the music. But oftentimes, you know, it, your intentions deepen as we grow and change. Our intentions deepen. But uh, you do have a choice. And you can choose to have positive, forward focused, you know, helpful intentions or not. Doesn't matter. The science of it is that if you align, you get power. And let's hope that everybody aligns for good because the more people are out there breaking things and hurting each other is not so great for the planet so let's hope for you know a more positive alignment and encourage that and i suspect chris and i think this is true um, i've heard you say this when you're performing for people and you perform at 432 and it has a different effect than at 440. i suspect that your intention is more aligned around 432 therefore that music that you play speaks to your audience in a way that when you're playing at 440 is not quite so aligned right it's only what eight hertz difference but it's enough that your heart lines up with what you want to give to the people. And they respond to that Mm. in that ineffable way. That's so important.
1: I love that bill. It's such a good point. You know, I think it's like, you know, if I hadn't gone to the great pyramid, for example, and like lay inside the King's chamber and, learned about how that whole pyramid is tuned to 432 hertz and right. yeah. you know all of this like, there's so much meaning behind that frequency for me and it's a number like i see four three two all over the place in my my daily life and I, I always get a nice feeling when i see just that number sequence um so i think it's also and i love the whole you know adds up to nine and everything's divisible by now oh, yeah, of course you know that, it does right you know all that fun yeah. stuff like so all those things are contributing for me to yeah. be like i like this number yeah right <laughs> And More than anything, I'm like, I just dig the number. You
0: know? <laughs> so you've got it, man. You're imagining something that is really powerful for you. And and whoever's hearing this right now, whatever you imagine that has that power for you and you can align with a, a MEPS tool, that's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. A MEPS tool-like music, you bring all four of those things together with it and align with it, that's just going to be like the ultimate weapon. You know, <laughs> look out, people. We have the sword of Damocles or whatever. We're going to anything that stands before us, we will, we will eliminate, we will cut it apart.
1: Sonically cut it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's unstoppable. It really is.
1: Yeah. I, uh, even just this weekend was experiencing little micro moments of insane musical power where I, I think I was feeling some challenging emotions over, a, a, a just a personal thing. And I, I put on this dance song and I just danced for 30 seconds, just just kind of I couldn't help but yeah, yeah, it, you know I, I got it, some right? got some new speakers too they got a little extra bass and then I'm like oh yeah this is, you amazing. know just really feeling this this nice dance song and I and I just moved you know get that little dance get that nice positive music feeling and then literally 30 seconds and then all after that I'm like yeah feeling great cool what's what's next you know just yeah. reset me perfect it was just it was so helpful and like music is just sometimes when I'm feeling stuck or a little frustrated on something it's becoming something even more even even to this day, uh, I'm still learning how amazing music can be, and I'm still learning how to apply it in many more ways in my life. And uh, it, honestly, I'm like, oh, you know, instead of, you know, uh, maybe going on Netflix and distracting myself for half an hour, I'm just going to listen to some music and sit on my balcony and just kind of take in the scenery and um, be in a bit more peace mind. And I come back after that and I'm like, oh, I feel like I just, yeah, I may as well have been in a meditation or something, you know, it's... Yeah. It's so powerful. and and I think that's almost every episode we tell our lovely audience that that's something that you can do, you know is is prescribing, and I learned this a lot through bills, prescribing music, you know for yourself. Yeah, how can definitely. you use it? How can you use it to enhance anything, anything in your life? I mean, name it, it could it can be enhanced with music for sure
0: for all of you, five twenty eight nerds out there, um, <laughs> there's I, I found a list online, and I'll post it in the show notes of songs written in 528 hertz, right? All right. And, okay, key of C is basically what we're talking about here, right? 528 is pretty close to 523. So I can't vouch for all of these. Plus, I think the AI that gave them to me was a little confused because I got like the Ode to Joy, which is in the key of D, came up on the list on the first shot.
1: <laughs> all right. So but it's no something. AI, right? Yeah.
0: But uh, it's a pretty cool list. You can you can check it out. See if anything you like is in the love frequency. And, and hey, if that's your intention, If imagining is your intention, if like trying to figure out what the hell Chris and Bill are talking about now is your intention, (laughs) doesn't matter. Bring your intention because it's beautiful. And uh, thank you. And we love you. We're so glad you're here and listening. And uh, until the next time.
1: Until the next time. uh Until next
0: time. uh Aho.